why don't you uh, kick this one off for us? Yeah, so uh, basically the story is that the FCC voted yesterday, which was Thursday the 23rd, to allow unlicensed use of the 6 gigahertz Wi-Fi spectrum, uh, the goal of which is to help unclog the current uh, kind of bands of internet. There are two that are primarily used, 2.4 and 5 uh, gig bands the, and expand that Wi-Fi kind of through rural America and help customers kind of take advantage of that new Wi-Fi 6 standard. And so obviously I, I think that when it comes to internet, when it comes to Wi-Fi and the ability to kind of use all of this, I, I think the system has been quite a bit more strained than maybe uh, anybody expected before this whole thing started, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Just everybody trying to be on their home Wi-Fi and just what kind of strain that's putting on the overall system. So um Here's what uh, what the FCC said in a press release announcing the decision yesterday. They said, In making broad swaths of the 6 gigahertz spectrum available for unlicensed use, the FCC envisions new innovative technologies and services that will deliver new devices and applications to American consumers and advance the commission's goal of making broadband connectivity available to all Americans. Um, so this is the biggest spectrum addition since the FCC cleared the way for Wi-Fi in 1989, and it con- quadruples quadruples the amount of space available for routers and other devices. Um, it has the same theoretical top speed uh, as as the other kind of Wi-Fi bands. But uh, the thing about this is is that the idea is that the, it's there's going to be fewer fewer people using it, less interference, that sort of thing. Just kind of spreads out that uh, that I suppose mm. internet pipeline that everybody has been uh, has been kind of working off of. So uh, here are the drawbacks, though, and here's the thing that uh, that is being being brought up by Brett Kilborn, the general counsel counsel of the Utilities Technology Council. Um, he told Bloomberg that there's already a wealth of devices that operate on six gigahertz that are necessary to maintain certain networks, right? Like utilities companies and places like that, that have been using this for a long time, because this isn't a new necessarily strand or, or, you know, um, what word am I looking for? Band of Wi-Fi. Um, it is rather something that's been around for a while, but has not been able to be used by consumers. It's been used by utilities companies and other people like that to manage grids and pipelines and things along those lines. And so um, he's saying that uh, those grids and those types uh, of companies, those utility companies need to be able to utilize that without any kind of interruption and that this poses some risk to uh, those operations and those networks and that sort of thing. So he's worried that any interference could cause blackouts and other issues with utility companies. But um, the FCC says it will make sure new wireless devices operating on the same band like cell phones and internet routers won't interfere with those licensed devices by using what is called an automated frequency coordination system, which allows different kinds of wireless devices to operate on the same frequency without crossing signals. So this is uh, this is interesting, but I think that the the point boils down to the fact that this is a pivot that was necessary to make sure that people could utilize Wi-Fi reliably wherever they are, because that's kind of the current situation that we're all in. Daniel, just as as you listen to and read and, and hear this story, what kind of pops in your mind just as far as uh, this current situation and how the FCC is trying to uh, trying to deal with it? Well, you know, I think it's been a mission of theirs to well, at least it's been a stated mission of theirs to expand reach for um, you know broadband internet access and uh, you know making making it more accessible to p- places like rural America, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
you know, I, I think it's an interesting move. I think it's probably going to uh, give us some better consumer Wi-Fi. I just wonder how are the telecom companies going to take advantage of this space to grow their own business? And also, what will the rates and the plans actually look like? How will our internet uh, improve? Because I wonder uh, how much of our data throttling is really because of a lack of infrastructure and how much of it is just the companies throttling our data at different tiers so that uh, you know we can then you know pay for different levels of consumer Wi-Fi. So... I wonder, okay, if we add all this bandwidth, is it really going to improve that much? Are we just going to have another option that's more expensive that we can pay for to give us access to this? Uh, And once everyone is on it, um, does it really equate to everyone having uh, kind of a more equitable starting point on their upload and download speed? Um, And is this really the best way to get more Wi-Fi to more people? Uh, I, I mean, I'd say it's definitely a, a positive step in that it just makes bandwidth uh, more accessible and, like you said, just a, a broader reach and uh, m- uh, capacity for more users at one time. However, mm-hmm. um, you know, the FCC could work with the federal government to just create more uh, Wi-Fi hotspots for these communities and expand broadband internet access uh, as a utility, uh, and that's another option that would solve kind of the the general vision of we need to get Wi-Fi to everyone. So it seems like you know a, a signaling of um, of wanting to be equitable with Wi-Fi access, but I just don't know how much the step is you know like oh wow this is this is the next big step to do that. Um, you know, is it enough? Basically, that's that's yeah. my question. Mm-hmm. Taybags, any yeah. thoughts? Yeah, I, I think we actually took a, a, a little bit of a different um, understanding of that here. At least you and I, Daniel. But sure, um, I, it's for, for my take here on it, it. It seems as though we have the infrastructure in place. Um, you know, one that that is already dedicated to our uh, consumer Wi-Fi, our consumer connections, and then one that's uh, integrated into uh, more industrial applications, more um, you know applications that are going to be used for general infrastructure um, maintenance and you know things to that uh, can kind of operate our day to days. And what it sounds like is we want to overlap some of the consumer Wi-Fi into uh, some of our more industrial infrastructure to open up that bandwidth. Because I think what ends up happening is even if we do put more, you know, Wi-Fi access points and, and things of that nature, um, there is still only a limited amount of that frequency that can be used um, by the general public. So um, it, it, it seems like it's we're, we're basically having to decide, well, is making sure that we can keep people on the Internet at home entertained, you know, as essential as <laughs> – you know, keeping connected, you know, uh, infrastructure like maybe lights or, um, uh, you know, things that communicate to each other, you know, via Wi-Fi in our, um, you know, I think a little more integrated systems here in our city. So um, it's, I, I think it's an interesting question. I don't know was that, you know, matching up, like you were saying, some of the things that are a little more essential to um, operate uh, our infrastructure um, should be used to have 
to open up bandwidth for consumer Wi-Fi. But, you know, I also think that there's definitely some room for that. And then at the end of that too, you know, people want more speeds. They want faster connection. They want, you know, higher bandwidth, but we don't necessarily want to pay more for that. You know, we want to keep our internet bills the same and things of that nature. And I think a lot of um, internet service provider companies understand that, you know, which is why we have the ability, you know, we're just rolling out 5G where we could have 10G right now, but just not at the scale and not at the cost that we, we currently can provide it at. So, hmm. um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I think that there's a lot that, that probably goes into that that would go over the heads of, of any of us here. But um, I, I'll be interested to see the, the route that we end up kind of landing on here as more people are staying home, more people are relying on internet to be connected, more people are relying on, um, you know, having to to just talk and discuss uh, about these things the way we are right now, even, which, you know, just demands a higher need for um, internet access. Yeah, I think, I I think that's a really great point. Um, Just talking about, um, you know, internet access and that sort of thing as more of a public utility that, that people are, that is a necessity increasingly and less of a luxury that is just something that, oh, if you can Mm -hmm. afford this and you can have it, then mm-hmm. great, that's that's awesome. What a what a cool luxury that we all get to experience. Um, instead, it's it's increasingly become basically a requirement to be able to operate in this day and age. You know, especially given what's going on with COVID nineteen. So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see what happens with that moving forward. The other thing I'm curious about, and Daniel, you you almost kind of mentioned this, is there there are studies that show that um, building <clears throat> building uh, highways to alleviate traffic from other highways doesn't actually work, doesn't actually alleviate any kind of traffic. It just, uh, the the demand is so high that they'll never be able to supply enough highway to actually mitigate traffic concerns, if that makes sense. And I almost wonder Mm -hmm. if the internet is the same way, that as soon as you open up another avenue, it immediately gets filled up and isn't actually any better because the demand is just so high. So I'll, I'll be curious to see if that's the case as well. Right. Yeah. That's a really, really good point. Uh, and I I think it, it also speaks to um, some of the pushback that was already being given to uh, Wi-Fi 6, which is, okay, well, this uh, 6 gigahertz spectrum is already being used for maintenance and being used for, uh, you know, important procedural connection we don't want consumers on this mm-hmm. band because it's going to affect us. And then the FCC is saying, oh, no, no, don't worry. You know, we're going to basically parcel it out so that there's still a, a tier. And what that signals to me is that there's going to be throttling on this as well, much like there is on other um, uh, Wi-Fi services and other Wi-Fi spectrums. And so that just has me thinking we're probably going to have very similar experiences with our Wi-Fi coming out of this. And eventually we start to get used to a new normal and then there's still a tier to that new normal. So even if everyone slightly improves a little bit, you know, is that really the structural way to get everyone access to the same highway, right? To get everyone access to the same internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, my inclination is it's probably not enough and I think it probably will lean kind of to what you're describing, Tyler, but I'm not an expert, so I can only postulate based on you know my uh, my <laughs> my cursory knowledge on the subject. So yeah, we'll just well, have to wait and see. Business casual <laughs> classic. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, not to get going too far onto this, uh, you know, and to keep this going anymore. But I, I think that what we will end up seeing is new types of technology that get opened when we have higher bandwidth. Um, I mean, we saw that with 3G and 4G, you know, the ability to have entire social media content and video streaming on our phones. You know, I, I remember having to send a text message for 10 cents a piece at one point when SMS wasn't, you know, widely uh, available to every single individual. Now that's such a small piece of um, how we're able to put information out there. Um, We'll see once we, you know, start to widely open 5g, just the ability to connect in new ways. So it's not going to necessarily be more, Wi-Fi or more bandwidth, we're going to have better, bigger internet applications, larger abilities to connect to different types of technologies, different types of applications that um, just aren't aren't possible now. So I I think we'll see stuff that um, we might not even be able to imagine. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries.